We think it starts with, oh, it, with a text. We think it starts with a, okay, one night stand. No, it starts with a thought. That text was birthed from a thought. That action was birthed from a thought. Because our flesh wants to come in and tell us, okay. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. This is Crucifying Addiction, and I'm a host, Bailey Jowers. I'm your other host, Trent Mulkey. And today, guys, introduce yourself, my man. It's Andrew McGee, uh, tallish redhead, related to Vikings, uh, and I have a YouTube channel, Sheepy, so yeah, check so me out. you think of Andrew, you think of a very handsome man. <laughs> there you go, right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. for Sheepy. sure. All right. <laughs> I think yeah, it's man, I mean, Sheepy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is Sheepy. Tell us a little bit about your uh, podcast, man. Um, I have a podcast. I started about... Uh, I think it's coming on a year and a half, actually just two years now, uh, Monday Mana, and it was just, I really think, prompted by the Lord, wanted me to reach out and, and have a dive into a dive into the Word. I, Monday Mana's originally started with just going into, and I really brought that back, uh, of just diving into Genesis, diving into the Word, and uh, explaining it and going through it, and now... I've begun to have my Friday fires, just a podcast, you know, like a traditional podcast like this is. Mm -hmm. And um, the Lord's been really blessing it. I I think I'm going to be pulling back here soon. I'm actually going to make a video on my channel. I haven't talked really about it. So y'all, y'all know here first, but uh, I'm going to continue with videos and stuff, but the Lord has really put it upon my heart to make music. So that's really how I'm going to be shifting here soon. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Like just trying to do, I believe a lot of what I'm going to be doing here in the beginning is going to be like covers. So I want to do some Brandon Lake, things like that, just to open up while I'm making my own original songs, really just worship songs. So I'm really excited and really I'm pumped. I've never been more excited about playing the guitar and mixing stuff than I have now. And it's, it's awesome. So where will the viewers be able to find all of this at? You can find me on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, Monday Mana, or look up Sheepy, and then it just shows that Monday Mana, and it goes through my podcast and my deep dives and things like that. So yeah, check me out there. It's this, super cool. This is also where you'll find the, the music? I haven't decided yet if I'm going to make just an Andrew McGee or put it on Sheepy, but it'll be known on my channel, so check back there, and I'll uh, have the announcements and everything, so... All right, cool, yeah, cool. Yeah. I'm really excited. Yeah, that, that's really good to hear. I'm glad your your podcast uh, looks to be growing a whole lot yeah. here recently too. Yeah. So that that's really good. And you just started the Friday Fire. What was it? A couple months ago. Yeah. And that that's doing really good yeah. as well. So I mean, I had the the honor to be able to be on yeah. that with you yeah. and one of our uh, other good friends, Colton. Yeah. Was Amen. On it too. Yeah, yeah. So guys, uh, hit that up. If you ever get bored of our podcast, go shoot up this <laughs> podcast. And uh, I'm looking it up now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> looking it up now. Yeah, sheepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, you know, check it out. Tell us what you think. Tell him what he thinks. We can always use the reviews to be able to grow. Absolutely. Yeah, man. So tell us what you think of uh, when you hear crucifying addiction. Crucifying addiction. It's awesome to see this actually come to fruition. Seeing this podcast, but when you first told me about crucifying addiction and the podcast. I mean, a while ago, a very long time ago, in the process of making this, you know, when I think about crucifying addiction, it is to, like Paul says, you know, when you take up your cross and die to yourself and take up the cross of Christ to live for him, it is to lay down your addiction yourself and your flesh to the king, you know, to mm -hmm. crucify that addiction. I believe that's to crucify your addiction is to give it to God. Because he's the one that has that power to be able to to kill it, you know. Through Christ, we have died to this world. And through him, our addictions, our flesh has been crucified. We were crucified with Christ and now we're raised with him. You know, we're dead to the flesh and alive in the spirit now. So I would say that's, that awesome. is what I would say about that. Yeah. Have, you, have you put to death any of those addictions yourself? Yeah, I do believe here... It has been a long uh, coming of 
recovery and of a walk with my my own addiction with pornography. And that has been something that I have opened up a lot more and just really given it to the Lord. I've had so much freedom here recently of just really renewing my mind. And there has been points where, you know, I'm reading the Bible and doing all these things and I'm like, you know, what's happening? I'm still falling back into this. And I really do believe now is a time of, of harvesting that me sowing into the spirit and having that, that harvest now of life. And I would say, yeah, that right there of being free of that addiction that I've had for a very long time since I was, I can't even 12, maybe 11 for a very, very long time on and off again, fighting it. Uh, so it's been a journey, mm-hmm. but still being now where I'm like, I just want to be with the Lord. I just want to be with the King. I want to be with, uh, him and and sow into that spirit that again i think right now is a time of i'm going to continually sow in the spirit but of reaping that whereas for the longest time i was sowing in the flesh and reaping of that you know mm. and and to ch- just to change your whole walk with him i would say that's what i've had a lot of freedom in here recently that's, so. that's a big one pornography the last time that we had a focus on that was uh, the interview with Victoria, mm-hmm. right? And she just did an awesome uh, job sharing that testimony. Mm-hmm. And uh, now we have, you know, a male perspective mm-hmm. of, of the same thing, which I'm sure there's going to be a lot of similarities, but right. I guess I want to ask where, where would you say that picks up at? Right. Where does it enter does that sin enter the equation? I, I believe it's, it starts when, Really, the the enemy, yeah, doesn't play fair. It that's what you know. Keenan said is true. The enemy doesn't play fair. He starts you when you're young, and especially with boys and girls, we see this. But with boys, when you're growing up, you're having all these testosterone coming into you. You have all this stuff, and wanting to seek that out, you're like, oh, my body's changing and things like that. That is prime time to be molded, and that's when the enemy can come in. I believe it was when I was younger, of not really knowing what love is and not knowing, okay, this thing, this, what is supposed to be a beautiful and holy thing between a man and a woman in marriage. I never was really explained that, that, that to me was never like, I just, I, my parents, and this isn't a slam against my parents. I just, I was never said, okay, Hey, this is how it happens. This, that, and the other. And I was brought into this. I think really, just by friends, you know, and at the time of getting caught up into that. And as well, I do believe it comes from when I was younger, when I was about, I think, eight or nine, uh, around that time where I used to live, that was when abuse did happen in my life. And coming from that, you don't know, again, it comes back to love. Okay, what is real love? What is real real intimacy what does that really look like and when you don't know that the enemy tries to tell you pornography these things these pleasures are real love when it's just a fabrication and a copy of what god really has made to be perfect and holy and good which is marriage and that has what's come into my life for a while and and i thank god that i've had freedom now but that was is what I was shown as real love. This is what intimacy looks like. And I think that's when it sorts of creeps in in those younger stages of your life being molded by that, not knowing what real love is. I would, I would say that's really where it can happen in those younger years of your life. So, so, so you mentioned that you were molded in kind of kind of in that way of like not knowing what real love is. So what would it look like to have been molded in a way to where you didn't know what real love is? And then I would I would say that to be molded is to be discipled. To be to be brought under somebody's wing that you can be ministered to and really rooted in the word. I'm so glad now that I'm at celebration in the community that we have to be able to have 
leaders and people that I'm around that are constantly sharpening me and constantly showing me good, real doctrine, good, real love, real community. I think that's one of the biggest things that really when you have that when you have that accountability when you have a group of guys that you can come to you say hey i'm I'm struggling with this not just hey okay you know i i said a cuss word yesterday i did this i did that no i'm struggling with this i need help yeah you know i i need y'all to i I need y'all to call me up i need y'all to be there when i need to text you i need these things because what's happening in my life is going to continue if i do not change this lifestyle if i do not have these people for accountability i mean the, the bible says you know better woe to him who has who falls and has nobody to pick him back up yeah you know we have to have that accountability and that community to be discipled because there's a lot of christians out there there's a lot of people that love jesus and that have fallen to so many different things and i do believe it's because they haven't been discipled they don't have that community. When you don't have community, you are going to fall with nobody around you and nobody to pick you up, and you're just going to continue to fall. I, I truly do believe that. I know God can come and heal you, and he's there. He is the our wonderful counselor. He is the person that heals us from that. But God uses people, and we have to understand that. God puts these people in our lives for a reason, and we need to have those people again to sharpen us to be disciple to be ministered by the word and and the right just to be ministered by the word and community is what i would say when you really take your own walk seriously with the lord and say i want to be ministered by you lord and, and i want your word to be on the forefront of my mind always to let that permeate every thought that I have when, when that's the constant mindset. I mean, I'll tell y'all, I have to repent daily in my own head for my own thoughts. You know, I believe every Christian should be doing that yeah. because that's how sin starts is a sin starts as a thought. And if you don't get rid of that thought that gives forth to an action, then the action leads forth to death, you know? So we have to understand these things that it's on the thought level. That we really, that that's the battle. You know, we talk about the actions, but okay, what were you doing four days before that? What did you see four days before that? And to be molded by the word of God and to have that community, I think is a critical thing that man or woman, you need that to, because we are going to fail and you are going to fall. Um, and in and, and, and any way, I mean, it's not talking about pornography, whatever thing we struggle with, we need to have that accountability because no man is perfect, you know, to understand that. I, to be molded by his word and, and community, good, righteous people that love the Lord and that really do care about you, they're going to want to set you up on a good path for the Lord, you know. I would say that Pastor Robert, I give a lot of credit to him. I mean, it's, it's God shaping me, but again, he uses people. Uh, and... He really has made me the man who I am today because he has really, when I was in Calvary Chapel, I got a celebration now, but before I was a deacon in Calvary Chapel, and he really did minister to me and pour into me and, and care about me because he saw that God wanted to use me. And when you have that person in your life, again, that's why leadership and to be under somebody I think is critical. When, when somebody, because sometimes you can't see it. Sometimes you can't see the calling on your life. You can't see what God's doing in your life. And Pastor Robert saw that and really just poured into me. He, he showed me, you know, just almost like a loving father. I mean, he's, he's, I, I really do call him my father, except for he's my father in, in any way, in every way, but literally being my blood father because he's actually held me as a baby. So it's like almost, again, in every way, he's been my father. And that's not to demean the relationship I have with my actual father. That's just saying how much he poured into my life and at that time of, of just ministering and to be under that wing to to know real love. Okay, wow, this is this is can be like a reflection of the love that I get from the father, you know, and, and to understand 
that Christ loved me, you know, that's one thing that I can even struggle with sometimes now, just feeling worthless. And, you know, who am I to do this? Who am I to do that? Who am I to whatever? Just name a thing. And I just, I, again, here recently when I took my, my walk with him seriously, I realized the full love of God. And that was the thing that really do, I, I think, freed me from a lot of my addiction from giving me that freedom because that's even what the scripture says. The kindness of God leads us towards repentance. Hmm. You know, when we see the full kindness of God, how God loves us so much, that is when we can come into an area of freedom in our life. When we see that, that kindness, the utter, I mean, it's beyond words. We cannot fully know and we will never know until we meet him face to face how good and how kind and how loving God has been to us until we see him in heaven. And, and I think when we just understand that, that it's funny, we understand that we can't understand how much God loves us, you know, yeah. I think is something that has helped me so much to know that God loves me so much. And I, I guess that's just taking my walk with him seriously and seeing that, how how I saw his love is that he had a purpose for me, is that he has a plan for me. Because somebody loves you, but they don't do anything for you. They don't ever make plans. They don't hang out. You know, if I love you, Bailey, and then you come in this weekend, I'm like, okay, I have other stuff to do. I need to do this, need to do that. That's not, I'm, I can say I love you all I want, but I'm not doing anything. Bailey you know? doesn't love me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he he came anything. into town. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, didn't even tell him. Didn't I, even tell him. I, I did too. Come right. on. Rebuke. My wife told me, hey, <laughs> Bailey's in town. <laughs> Rebuke, Bailey. Rebuke. You're right. Uh, Repent I love you, Bailey. It's okay. It does. It's not about you love me. It's about me loving you. Amen. At least hey. from my mouth. That's what it means. Come right? on, come on. No, uh, I love you too. Uh, <laughs> I really do. I love both of y'all. Uh, Andrew, I got a question for you. Can you? Yeah, can you describe the the death that that sin led to, and like the consequences living that lifestyle? Can you rephrase that? So. Wages of sin is death. Amen. Right? You were battling with it, right? Mm -hmm. And and none of us who dealing with any kind of addiction ever even get the nunchin to stop something unless it starts to bring consequences. Mm. That yeah. conviction, you yeah. Know? No, uh, so, what type of consequences were you were you um, dealing with in that addiction? And and describe that living death that you had, right? I would say that a living death, a, a part of consequence, and yeah, because you're absolutely right that wages of sin is death. That's what uh, what Romans three twenty, no Romans six twenty three. I know y'all fact check me on that. Uh, I I do believe it was in my one of my past relationships. I was not leading the girl who I was with at all to to Christ, and. I was I was not being a good boyfriend at all and I was being terrible in that and I and I truly do pray for her. I was just blessed life and and finds that one and and heals from things I did and I can heal from the things she did. Um and she will remain nameless so I'm not trying to out somebody. I'm I'm honestly just trying to come forward and and tell y'all, "Hey, this is what happens when you are not leading a relationship with Christ and I think that's when I first hand saw, okay, this is this is the death that's coming into my life of this relationship. Clearly, I, I do believe because of my own sin. It broke that apart because I was not keeping us in line with God and keeping us pure. And when you don't do that, that will bring forth death. And that was a wake-up call to me, I, I do believe, moving forward from that, a wake-up call of seeing, wow, this is what happens. And to preface too, before that and during that time, I was battling with pornography. So I do believe that aided or that was the thing that really brought that death because I couldn't lead her. How can I lead her if I'm not staying pure in my own life? You know, how can I keep a relationship pure if I'm not, again, pure in my own life? And that was when death really came in. And after that, I mean, you want to talk about timing. 
right after I stopped being with this girl, literally Pastor Robert was like, okay, I, th- I, I do believe it was within the same month. He was like, okay, I want you to be a deacon. So I was like, wow, okay, th- this is the time of the Lord. Because the Lord saw, I was like, you were in this relationship of of death. And I pulled you out of it. I pulled her out of it for the protection of her and you because you're hurting each other. And I have called you higher. I have a, I have a calling for you. And that kind of broke me of, wow, you, after all that, Lord, you're going to say, I want you to be a deacon. You know, I want, I want you, I want you to serve me. You know, that was, a, I think a breaking point of, wow, the grace and the love of God, how, he calls and equips those whom he loves. And, and he, he showed his great love to me during that time. And I think that was a time of, of me seeing what death really does in my life, especially with relationships. So what was going through your mind? What was happening with your, your mental, your physical, your outward relationships? What was happening? During that time, I believe it was really a time of distance from God. And I don't think in the literal sense, because God never left me, but I turned away and having that, having felt that chasm between us when he was just right behind me, that was one of the biggest things. I was feeling such a sense of out of place, no clarity, no peace. Relationships, again, were lacking. I didn't have any community. And to just add on top of that again pornography like i could have already just said all of those things and when you add in pornography that is just fuel to the flames the pornography was just aiding my own flesh it was given into what i wanted and that was just a cycle that kept continuing and it really affected again a lot of relationships like me and your relationship other other friendships i couldn't really get close and I felt like an imposter for a long time going to church and I'm like, I have this problem. I have this addiction. I have this thing that has been with me for years. And when you don't have those people around you, again, I think that's that's what I felt the most is being being alone. You know, being isolated is one of the biggest things that I think what pornography does is is isolates you. It brings you away from everybody else into your little corner, into your little room to where nobody's looking and it's just you and the thing you're looking at. And it it's isolating. It is it is a stripping of what real love and joy and pleasure is supposed to be. It it, it takes that all away. And it isolates you in a way that I wouldn't want anybody to go through. And again, it brings forth death. The wages of sin is death. It's death. You are isolating yourself. And again, it's just, it's that vicious cycle of you needing, I mean, I need to be satisfied. I need to fill this hole in my life. I need to cope with the life that I have because ultimately I do believe addictions and things like that are ways of coping with your life. You know, oh, my life's bad. My my work's not going this way. My relationship isn't going this way. I need to cope. I need something that is going to change that, that is going to give me that joy. And it was a coping mechanism. I want to hit on that real quick because you were talking about isolation. And, I mean, when we list addictions, all these things bring out isolation. Amen. That's, that's Amen. textbook tack from the enemy is to yeah. get you by yourself. Nobody's addicted to attention from other people. Like that's yeah. not something that we say you're addicted, you know. Yeah. But it's isn't it interesting that lust is that one sin that you can't just fight with scripture and tolerate. It's the one that scripture says flee. Yep. Right. It's yep. the one sin you flee from. You right. Get up and run. All the others, God fights your battles. This one, run away. Yeah. That's what it says. Yeah, literally right? run away. Run away from sexual immorality. And and that being something that isolates you. 
when God considers the most holy and precious time with him is when you're alone. So a textbook attack from the enemy is to get you not focused on God Amen. when God wants you focused on him the most. Amen. It's on the total opposite. Yeah. Like what do you do by yourself? It is either a sign of an addiction or you are contemplating your 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 bridegroom. Amen. Amen. Yeah, no, that that's so true. It is like two sides of a massive coin of isolation is that precious time of intimacy intimacy with something. Whatever mm-hmm. it's gonna be with something. You're either gonna be just slacking off whatever watching YouTube or watching or being sexually immoral or being with the Lord. And that phone time addiction like we were talking about. Yeah. Like, that's huge. That falls right into the isolation. That's category. huge, yeah. 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 That's why like I've I think that's a big reason of, of freedom too. I've just been getting off all social media and stuff. I don't even just get on any of it. Yeah, because it's isolating. Mm-hmm. I wanna I I would rather not even have a phone and then have this every day. Have community with brothers in Christ to talk face to face, you know? Not because easily that's that is like that's something I I would really want amen. To Sorry, I just really want to say that. No, amen. <laughs> like, and that's what it again. Like the textbook tactic of of Satan is to isolate because when you, you when you're alone, you have nobody, no accountability. Nobody's looking at you. Mm-hmm. It's you and God, and you can't see God. You know, you it's you and God, and you can't see God, but Satan can, and he knows. Oh, I want to bring you away from God. I, I want I want to I want to pull you away from him and again, yeah. To have he he's either want Satan either wants you to be intimate with him or God. You know he wants you to be intimate with this world and flesh and our sin, or to be intimate with the Lord and to just give it to Him. That's and, why it stresses it so much about getting alone and being with God, mm-hmm. the Scripture. And I mean, it just I'm 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 just feeling. The Holy Spirit just giving me my own revelation of what I need to practice, you know? Like, what do you do when you're alone and you are either sinning or worshiping? Uh, amen. When the, you're by yourself. Yeah. No, There's no that, in between. There's that's, always yes. one yeah. or the other. And let me tell you, amen. like, and this was said last night, and so much was said last night, man. Yeah. Profound. But coming to a place where if nobody worships me, even the rocks are going to worship me, like when you're sleeping – are you sinning or are you worshiping? You breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth and you're saying the word Yahweh. Like even in your sleep, you know, like we are created for it. But in our conscious awakeness, if we are by ourselves, we are either sinning or worshiping. No, amen. Yeah, literally. There's I, I've said this. There's no in between. There's no gray area. In your waking hours, you are either edifying or... You are either gratifying the flesh or being edified by the spirit and, and, and sowing into your spirit or your flesh. There's no, I just, there's no in between. I can't yeah. see, you know, you listen to more secular music. Okay. Gratifying t- towards your flesh. Mm. You listening. Okay. To the word of God edifying. Yeah. Like there's no, like, and that's what I have to tell myself of everything that I do. Wow, am I? And even if you're just doing, you know, we call them mundane things. Even if you're just doing a mundane thing, hey, are you giving God the glory of that? Mm. Hey, at your work, when you think it's just Monday, oh, I'm just working. You know, when I get home, then I'll be with God. No, are you working for the glory of God? Doing things that don't require thought to do, like washing dishes. Like, where's your mind at? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What are you thinking about? Yeah. Why don't you? Why don't you? I mean, we have so much technology that it's insane. (laughs) It it, it really is, (laughs) like comical for people to say oh yeah i haven't been read my bible it's like how you have had so much you have a phone that you can download the entire bible and oh yeah wash the dishes play that's it it'll talk to you it it will literally you have somebody to read the word of god for you Mm -hmm. like understand that it's like you have mind blowing 100 years ago yeah do you would say you're a witch 100 years ago (laughs) they burn you at the stake dude you have time to look up Anything you want, ever you choose porn or cat yeah. videos or cat videos or, or YouTube, yeah, <laughs> yeah, or just stupid or Literally. stupid things. That, and I think that's a big thing too that not people talk about. People just, don't like to hear this. Yeah, wasting your time. Yeah, straight up wasting your. I mean, we talk about pornography, horrible. We all know that's horrible, evil, wicked. But just straight up wasting your time. If Satan can't get you with porn, he'll get you with three hours of stupid memes. 
<laughs> like, yeah. come three on. Three hours. Yes. Three hours. Yes. Like, at a time, at a stretch. And then you'll go to the bathroom and go another three hours. He says like, that because we've been there. Yeah. I've, I've, I've been there. on the couch looking up random memes. I've been memeing hours. for 10 hours. I no. can't wait for 10 years from now when the statistics on how long somebody sits on the toilet comes out. Oh, it's going to be oh, insane. Yeah. It's going to be insane. And that's what I have to bow to. Yeah, when I get on the toilet, I'm like, phone away from me. Away from me, Satan. Legit. I'm like, I got to... I need to do my business, think about the Lord, I'll pray, and then I'll get up. Because legit. Yeah, no, like, for th- real. Because for real. <laughs> if the devil cannot get you with something, with one addiction, he'll get you with another. Like, he is always fighting for your attention, mm-hmm. 24-7. If he can't get you with porn, he'll get you with wasting your time. If he can't get you with wasting your time, just name another sin. If he can't get you with that sin, name another sin. Like he will But he's ne- going to get you with something that nobody wants to talk about. Yes. He wants to get you something that is shameful. Like nobody says, people are on the toilet longer than they used to be. Like nobody's, nobody, nobody wants to talk yeah, about nobody, that. Nobody you know, I that. teach classes at my job and yeah. people go to the bathroom. And you know, my thought is, it's taking a while. They're on their phone. I already know, but I'm not going to say that. Yeah. Right. It's just not the popular thing to say, yeah. especially in your workplace. And I mean, it's not like I can like rebuke somebody in a holy way with that either. Like it's like, tough, hey, man, right? Yeah. Please stop getting on your phone when you're taking one. Like, it, it, it's thanks, pr- Bailey. I, you know, <laughs> I'm convicted. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Proper rebuke. I need yeah. to do that. Proper. I need to do that. I need it. Yeah. <laughs> no, on it. Like I can even say, yeah, some convicted too. Even it because we can so, totally justify. Oh well, I need to you know look at this thing or research this thing. No, you don't. Get off your phone. Mm. Like pray, pray. If I can't listen to the word of God at my work, which that's what I actively do, I just have an earbud in. The only thing I listen to work really is the word of God. That that's it. Just scripture reading to me. If I can't do that, if it's because sometimes it's literally just too loud for me to hear anything. I pray. If yeah. I, if I, I'm not going to have my mind just empty. I can't have that. I can't. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I can't have my mind just empty because the enemy is going to want to tempt me with things. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pray. I'm going to talk to you, God. I'm going to talk to you while I'm, while I'm working. Just say, hey, thanks for this. Thanks for that. Do you think, I mean, God wants us to talk to him about everything. He knows all things but he still wants you to talk to him about everything in your life because he is your father. He wants you to come and approach him and say, you know what, Lord, this is, this is how my day's been. Yeah. I'm, is, I'm preaching to myself, but come to him first. Come to him like, first. That's what like, I'm saying. Come to him first. I mean, you, what you're welding, right? So, I mean, you come across like a part of your you know project and yeah. it's like you get a little stumped. Yeah. It's perfectly acceptable, reasonable. makes total sense to go to your boss and be like, hey, like I got yeah. this going on. But like, what if you were like, God, what do I need to do here? Yeah. Like first. First, right? yeah. Hey, yeah, help and, me And with then he this. might say, go to your boss. Yeah. <laughs> I put him there in your life for a reason. Yeah, right? yeah. Or it could be, hey, it's just look to your left. Oh, that's the blueprint. Like literally, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I, I I try to get in the habit of anytime I just do set something at work, like where it just looks good or whatever, put down, you know, I well and I was like, oh, that looks good. I'm like, thank you, Lord. Legit, thank you, Lord. I could not do that without you. Yeah. And and I I am saying that in no joking way. I seriously thank you God that I'm able to do that cuz I could not do that without you. Mm. I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't I wouldn't have the lungs, the blood. I wouldn't have anything without you. Thank you God that I'm able to do that. That I'm able to work. I'm definitely thank you, God. guilty. I'm guilty of not doing that enough. I'm not thankful enough, you know. Same. Yeah. Yeah. It's a powerful thing saying thank you. I mean, you want Honestly, you want some joy in your life? Thank God. Honestly, Amen, when you can bro. be like, Lord, oh, I'm so bored. I don't know what to do. Thank you, God, that I'm an American. <laughs> like, come on. Like, yeah. we don't understand as Americans. Thank you, God, that I'm raised up in a nation that I can actively go out and spread the news, the good news that Jesus Christ died and rose for you again without being thrown in prison and killed. Mm. I mean, thank you, God truthfully, that I can go into my home and open my Bible with no thought at all of somebody busting in my door wanting to take me down because of me spending time with the God Almighty. Mm-hmm. Thank you, God. You know, yeah, there is there is so much freedom that we aren't thankful for. And the more the more the more thanks we give, the better our life would be, I feel like. Oh, amen. I I think it's 
a direct correlation, honestly. Yeah, and e- even in times, like, not just when you're bored or you don't know what to do, just, like, just be thankful for it, like, in the times of when you aren't thankful for certain things. So, like, when there, when there's, like, like, for example, like, when my mom passed away, bro, like, you best believe I was not happy. Right. I, w- I was struggling. Dude, like, I, I was having a really, really hard time. But I, I needed to start thanking God for the things I did have and the healing that my mom did get. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I believe that my mom's in heaven right now Amen. with, with God yeah. and Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Trinity. Bro, Come on. With like, you know, a whole bunch of, uh, a whole bunch of angels with a whole bunch of eyeballs. Yeah. Bro. Like, holy, 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 holy. Come on. Yeah, bro, so and like, those angels are a step below us. Yeah. Like we're seated. Brides. That's yeah. insane. To Angel, angels aren't married to God like we are going to be. No, yeah. Is that insane to think? I, I yeah. picture having the authority to command angels in heaven. I I, mean, I, I, I can I, give, I can, yeah, th- there's some credence in that legitimately yeah, because yeah. that's what it said. Yeah, we're going to be co-heirs yeah. to the kingdom of God. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna if, wear, if, if, if I can tell my dog to sit, my wife also has the authority to tell my dog to sit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, right. so being thankful in Amen. all times of your life whether you're struggling, whether you're you're very happy, you're not struggling at all, yeah. or just simply when you're bored, right. or yeah. even when you're really really busy, yeah. that'll keep the enemy out of a lot of doors. No. Yeah, mm-hmm. and in pain too. I think to think you know, like I hurt myself at work or whatever, like literal physical pain or mentally. Like yeah. man, I thank you. I bashed the crap out of my pinky the other day. Sorry, I didn't cuss, but I said that. <laughs> um, but uh, we're gonna bleep it out. Though. Yeah, we'll bleep it out. Yeah, they they like man, what was so bad? They, they had to bleep, bleep it out. out. And it's the most non. Uh, I batched oh, the beep. <laughs> yeah, Andrew said this. the f word. Yeah, no, I didn't. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll cut that out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you thought, anyways. Um, but yeah, like I hurt myself, and just to be able to be like. Man, I thank you, God, that I even have a pinky that can get hurt. I mean, I'll be honest. That's what that's yeah. what Pastor Robert always tell me. You know, he would say, "Oh, there's a different pain in whatever head." He's like, "I, oh, pain in my foot." Lord, I thank you that I have a a foot to have pain in. Mm. Like honestly, there's people with there's people without hands. I thank you, God, I have a hand that I can feel with my hand. Like that's I think we can always pull ourselves back that and, and mental or whatever's going on. Like like you said with your with your mom, and that's. Yeah, going through that time of mourning, and you can even look back. You say, "Lord, thank you for the time that I did have with her." You know. Another thing on top of that. So when you feel pain, what are you reminded of? You're reminded of that you feel pain in your right hand. Right. Right. So you're reminded that you have a right hand. Right. Like when I feel pain, I'm reminded that I'm still here. Right? We're still in this world, yeah. So what? So you're you're thankful that you're still here, right? You're thankful that you're like that you you have time to st- to still choose the right path. Amen. Right. Well, Make and, the right decisions. Amen. Well, and too, it, it reminds you that this isn't our home. You know, we're but pilgrims in this world and our ultimate home is with him. And to see, there's going to be pain here, but the glory that is to be held it is not to be compared to these current sufferings, you know, to say, wow, I'm in pain, but... This is but a blip of my life, and I'm going to be with him for eternity. And like you said, higher than angels. When pain is, you know, divinely supposed to be a constant reminder, you know, of the promises, the enemy has used it if for people in active addiction to push them further into their addiction. Yeah. You yeah. know, oh man, you know, the shame and guilt from watching mm-hmm. pornography, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to need to watch more. I'm going to need to isolate more, you know, I need yeah. to step away more and just detach due to watching pornography in the first place, which yeah, leads yeah. to more of it. And that's with any other addiction is just get more and more and more and more until that spiritual death, that uh, social death turns into physical and emotional death. Yeah. You know? Amen. Yeah. That's so true that it's, it's that constant cycle of just, death and it, it comes back to my, when my mom said this it was I mean because I, I love listening to my mom and just she says stuff and she said this it was just really profound she was telling me you know our relationship with the Lord and why he doesn't want these things in our lives 
like pornography, like the, like these sins, is not he's some stickler. Hey, you can't do this. You can't have fun. You can't have this pleasure, whatever, this, that, and the other. It's no, that he doesn't want death in our lives. You know, he wants nothing but life in our lives. And when we sin, we bring forth death. We bring forth separation from him. That's originally why we're separated and we can't see God now. Mm. Because we sinned. Because Adam sinned. If he was not to sin and all of mankind were not to sin, we would literally be able to see God right now. Like physically see God, walk with God like Adam did. And because we have sinned, Adam did sin, we are no longer able to have that relationship with God like we did. And God doesn't want that because he loves us so much. Right. You know, and it comes back to love. Wow, he loves you so much that he wants to be in contact with you and that he wants to have a relationship with you. And that's why he doesn't want this sin, this death in your life, because it separates you from him. And he doesn't want separation. I mean, can you think of a more loving thing? If you, if your friend would say, I love you so much. Hey, don't do this thing. You're like, oh, you're just being so, so lame. You know, you don't want me to do this, this. You're just telling me what to do. It's like, no, I don't want to be far from you. I want to be close to you. And when you do this thing, you're separating. When you do this thing that, that you say you like, that you say that helps you, you're just taking a step back from me. And I want to be close to you. And I can't be close to you when you do those things. You know, I, I, because God loves us, but he hates our sin. Yeah. Because of what it does. Because of what it does to us. And he, he hates seeing the death in our lives. I mean, Jesus Christ himself literally cried about a dead man, Lazarus, right before he was going to heal him. Mm-hmm. Right before he's about to bring him back, he he cried because he saw what death did. He saw the people around him crying and weeping because of the pain that death and sin brings into our lives. When he was about to resurrect him, but he he just he felt that in in his you know God made flesh. He felt that, and he really recognized, wow, this is what sin does. This is that separation that I do not want because I want you to be close to me. That's why I'm telling you, yes, keep my commandments because I want to be close to you because I love you. And that that's, that's like what kind of shook me. Wow, don't do this thing. Stay away from this because I love you, because I want life for you, and you, you know, and just a, a crazy revelation. My mom told me that I'm like, because she was she was bringing up everything this that and the other and she was like it comes back to to life god wants life it god wants abundant life he wants every part of your life to be blessed to be holy to be sanctified to be edifying to be brought closer to him in every way i mean he doesn't just want your your life when you get back from work to be joyous and amazing no he wants your work life to be joyous and amazing he wants to he wants to bless you in all ways but he won't bless sin Mm. then that's what we have to understand he's never going to bless sin why because that separates us from him how can he bless something that he's not there in you know he's far from that thing he can't touch that thing he cannot bless anything that he does not touch and when you when you sin we we step away from him we step away from him in that area Mm. and he can't bless that you know and to realize that, it's like, wow, God wants nothing but life. And because of just his character and how good he is, because the very character of God is goodness, is life, that he wants nothing but good for your life. You know, when I when I returned back to that, like just knowing that, it it broke me that everything that God does and that ha- that he has done for my life has been for my good because he loves me and because he is good. That was a changing point in my life. You know, talk, going back to my testimony, that was a changing point in my life of seeing the goodness of God. You know, talking about feeling worthless. Okay, who am I? Who am I to do this? Who am I to do that? Yeah. And God says, yeah, who are you? You're nothing, but I call you my son. I call you infinitely more valued than really all of this physical creation. Mm. I've made you in the image of me. Nothing else in this physical creation is made in the image of God but us. You are infinitely more valuable than everything else because you will live in with me for eternity. You know, and when like, when I just realized that that was a turning point in my life of, of freedom 
because even if it's just one one thousandth, I, I began and I'm still in the journey of just beginning to understand the love of God in my life. And I think when every believer does, when you are coming when you come in contact to the love of God, it 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 changes you in no way that I could ever describe anything else will do because you see his his great love for you and you see how much he cares for you and how nobody else can but him in that way Amen. in that deep of a way and and that that broke me that that was a changing point in my life for sure coming having now this freedom now and again but continuing to fight i'm never going to say oh i'm fighting and i'm good guys i boxed and i've i've conquered this and i'm just chilling on the sidelines no that's exactly what the enemy wants you to do the enemy wants you to say okay i've been done i've haven't done a b or c addiction in however long okay i'm good now i can kind of relax no that's when satan's gonna come right back in mm-hmm. he'll, he'll wait on the sideline as, as long as it takes it doesn't matter he, he will wait i mean he doesn't die like do we not understand that that he's been around forever and that he will wait around forever mm-hmm. to tempt you he, he said with Jesus himself, he was tempting Jesus. He just left for another opportune time. Mm-hmm. He didn't leave. He was like, okay, well, you're Jesus. So, you know, I'll come back. Well, I just can't tempt you. So I'll just move on to Jimmy over there. No, he said, I'm going to come back later to God himself. Mm. Like, yeah, <laughs> for an opportune time. And that's why we need to never give an opportune time to Satan to always be sowing in the flesh. Because like you said too, especially with sexual things, we, we cannot give those opportune times. We need to cast away any stumbling blocks because that is something so real and a part of our very nature. We we are inherently sexual. That's our nature to have a sexuality and it's only meant to be done in the confines of marriage. And the, the enemy wants to pervert that. And that's why, like you said, uh, we need to flee. There's no, okay, stand fast in the word when this or that. No, it's get out of there. It's okay. Maybe you're just on your computer and you're feeling some way. It's run out of your house. Mm-hmm. It's it's get out of there. It's mm-hmm. not oh well. Let me just get on this. No, no. It's it's flee. When Joseph was getting uh trying to get hit on by Potiphar's wife, he literally ran away butt naked. <laughs> like yeah. seriously, yeah. Because he said, "I have to leave, or I'm going to commit an affair with this woman." Yeah. That, that the Bible doesn't say that it just says he ran but what's going through his head is I have to leave or I'm about to sleep with this woman mm-hmm. like we don't we don't get that part in the Bible it's not describing that but that's what was going through his head because if he didn't flee that's what he, what he was going to do and yeah. that's why you understand hey I'm going to sin against God right now if I don't literally run away and that's what we have to do sometimes we have to say okay I need to step back I need to get away from this because like Paul said, this is a stumbling block that so easily ensnares me. Not just, okay, if I you know don't see it, don't catch it, I'm going to stumble by it. No, so easily ensnares you. It will, in, in the easiest way, this is going to ensnare you. This is going to trip you up. That's, what you just, that's why we just have to get rid of them. That's just going back to stumbling blocks, but that's a whole other thing. I mean, yeah. honestly. Man, we've hit a lot of good stuff. Yeah. So... So you've gone through just about every bit of your life, and uh, and really, really showed us to uh, showed us what real love is, and what giving it all to God uh, looks like, and escaping pornography, that lustful, uh, the lustful life. So, right. where are you now? I would say where I'm at now is really just, like I said, just fighting on the on on the thought level that that's where i really have to be day to day you know again I, I said it yeah i repent daily about my thoughts and i would just challenge anybody you need to repent daily on your thoughts like cuz because that's how it starts yeah
we think it starts with oh with a text we think it starts with a okay one night stand no it starts with a thought that text was birthed from a thought that action was birthed from a thought because our flesh wants to come in and tell us okay hey just do this thing i mean our flesh tempts us not even talking about satan himself our own flesh tempts us in every way like every day about everything it's just hey hey do this and you have to say no and okay 15 minutes later hey do this nope i can't do that <laughs> like like seriously th- yeah. this is what it looks like practically like actually hey do this no i can't i can't because i love god and i don't want death in my life it, it reminds me of uh when you're snoozing your alarm yeah like, hey wake up nah nope wake up nah it's just like <laughs> you just have to say no yeah it, it's no it, i literally but you set the alarm yeah yeah that, that is you're, you're, you're stretching yeah, the analogy. I know I what you mean. Analogy. Analogy. I, 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 I get it. I get it, but right, yes, right. Moving forward. I'm, I'm sorry, guys, <laughs> that if I just confuse y'all, it's okay. Thank we, you oh. for pointing that out, Trey. Yeah, it's it's great, man. Thank you for it's attacking great. me. We have we have the great communicator here. We know. We all uh, know. No, yeah, I mean. But it really is just repenting on the thought. I mean, I legitimately have to say, you know, like going throughout the day and I'll just be, be just doing something, thinking about something. And I'll be like, Lord, I have to repent. Lord, forget. I have not done any action on any sinful thing. I've just been thinking about it. And I'm like, okay, I, I'm forgive me. Because I know if I continue in that three days later, that's going to, something's going to, I'm, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something sinful because of a thought. And that's how much, how critically we need to think about it. I think, who was it? Uh, oh, I think Spurgeon. I think it's a famous quote from Spurgeon, I believe. If I'm misquoting it, then forgive me. But it was, he was walking down, it's like allegedly, but the, the what's going on, it really is, is profound. He was walking just through an intersection, you know, walking across the street and a guy's looking at him from the other side and he just walks and he just, stops in right in the middle of the street you know there's traffic coming there's all this sort of stuff. he just stops in like five ten seconds and he just keeps going and, and then he gets to the other side and the man asked him he's like why did you just stop i mean there's there's cars coming there's all sorts of stuff like what, what are you doing you just stopped in the middle of the road and he says i had to repent i couldn't go one step further without repenting because of how serious that is that he physically stopped right there he said no i can't i can't move i can't leave right now except for unless I repent to the Lord because of how serious this sin is in my life, you know, to have that mindset of, wow, I need to, I need to stop what I'm doing. You're working. I mean, honestly, you're working and and you're battling thoughts in your head. Stop and repent and give that to God. Yeah. I, I mean, mid conversation, you need to say, okay, Hey, wait, I need to step aside. Like, this is how, this is how critical this stuff is. This is life or death. This really is. This is choosing life or choosing death. And when we come into that understanding of it, it, I think it, it and some people are like, oh my gosh, you're just getting, you're getting crazy about this. You're talking about, no, because I am crazy about this because this is serious. Yeah. This is, this is talking about your relationship with God Almighty. Hmm. I will never stop talking about how serious this is because it is about the person who loves you more than anybody. And that's how critical of a thing this is. This is something that, should not be taken lightly at all. We need to take this on a thought level. And that's really where I'm at now. But again, I, I'm not going to sit here and talk about, hey, yeah, it's my own discipline. I'm, 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 not, I'm like, I'm not perfect at this. I, I work on it and I have to, I have to repent of, hey, wow, I need to repent more. I, you know, repent of not repenting, honestly, to say, I need to turn away from that and just, and come back to you. Uh, but ultimately it, it's freedom in Christ. It, it that has the that has been the thing knowing that wow it's not again i'm at a point of of just being able to sow in the flesh and sow in the spirit forgive me not sowing in the flesh i'm at a point where i've not been sowing in this flesh and sowing in the spirit now where um where there's these times where i'm oh my flesh tells me hey you know do this i want you to do this and i say oh wait i don't have to do that it's not okay. I don't. I don't want to do that. No, I don't. I don't have to. I'm not chained to that. I. I do live in freedom, and to go back to that is to just put chains back on. I don't like like that. Just blew my mind. I don't have to go back to that. I don't need that for happiness. 
I don't need that for joy. I don't need that for peace in my life. I don't need that to cope anymore because I'm free from that. When you come into that point of your walk, and, the, and you're going to be in a different point of your walk depending on where you're at because you might just be at a point to where you're, you've sown in the flesh and you're just reaping of the flesh right now and you just need to say, okay, I need to cast away these stumbling blocks and just give it to you and be in the word. Because I was at a, that was where I was at for a long time where, Lord, I'm really battling this and I wasn't at a point yet to where I could say, oh, wow, I'm free from that. I didn't realize that yet. I, I didn't, that was not, well, I knew that on an intellectual level, but I didn't put that in practice. Mm. I didn't say, oh, wow, it's not that, it's not anymore of, oh, I don't want to do it. It's, of course, now I don't want to do it living in the spirit. When you live in the spirit, you war against the flesh. So yes, I have to tell myself sometimes, yeah, no, I don't want to do that because I live in the spirit because I am free from that. And sometimes, again, I was in a point to where that wasn't me. I just had to tell myself, no, I can't do this. I can't. And everybody's in a different part of their journey, but you have to keep persisting. I mean, and even now I haven't, I need to keep writing on it. Um, I forgot to, and, and because I've just been caught up in the Lord, but I would write down, just mark a day of how many days from not being sober from the thing, from me saying, no, you know what, Lord, from the day I die, and these are going to be the days that I'm just always going to add a day of me fighting this for the rest of my life. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to erase it if I fail. I'm not going to do that. This is just going to, I'm going to add a day for every day that I'm fighting for you. And I'm never going to stop adding days to that because forever, I will forever return to you and fight for you in my life always and that, that like that's my just my my that's my mission statement no but that's just christ has renewed me through through the word through the word he has renewed me that i can now say yes i'm fighting on a, a thought level i couldn't say that a long time ago i couldn't say i, I was fighting on the on the doing level I was fighting on the, okay, wait, I'm about to do it. Okay, and I need to pull back. That's where I was fighting at. And that shows that progression of sowing in the spirit. Okay, I was at a point to where, oh, I'm about to do, oh, no, I need to pull back. I need to stop doing that. Oh, um, I'm thinking about it. Look something up. Okay, no, I need to pull back. Like that was where I was at for a while. And now I'm at, okay, I'm fighting on the thought level. I've gone back all the way to square one. And that's where we need to be. We need to be fighting the root. Mm-hmm of of the sin and that that's the root the root is a thought it is the, and people are like oh my gosh man like a thought yes a root is a thought because it starts with oh yeah i want to grab a beer oh i want to take a drink and then okay like oh well, i'm just thinking about it. i'm not really doing it you think about that long enough you're gonna do it mm-hmm. you you contem if you contemplate something long enough you will do it yeah you're in a barbershop long enough you're gonna get your hair cut yeah you can take it a step further from that. I want a beer thought to like, why do you want a beer? You yeah. Know? Why? Yeah. Like what? Your, your, your friend showed up late for dinner. Like that thought pissed you off. Yeah. Go ahead and repent. Right. Like before you get to the, I want a beer, like, cause there's a, re- there's, there's these consequences. No. Yeah. There's a step. Yeah. yeah. Thanking through. Yeah. Oh, Hey, I want to do this. Yeah. Why do you want to do this? Just yeah. Repent. I want to do this. Okay. You have to recognize. Yeah. Is this sin or not? Okay. Is this sin? Repent. Like that's it. Is it okay? Oh man, I'm really feeling this this sort of way. I want to do this. Okay, is this edifying? Is this walking in the spirit or walking in the flesh? Yeah. If it's walking in the flesh, okay, repent. Like seriously, we need to be as Christians to be those that repent and repent often. I mean, because because we are human, because we fall away, because we in our thought level. I mean, this shows the depravity of man, which is a humbling thing to come to, to say, yeah, Lord, I, I can't do it. Lord, I I am so weak that I do need to repent on the thought level. And that is a such a freeing thing to come to Lord soberly and honestly and saying, yes, Lord, I need your help so that I can fight on the thought level, on the levels of Wow, yeah, wait. I want to do this. Okay, no, I need to give that to you, Lord. Forgive me. Like that's when it need that that's the battleground, really. Not just in actions, but in thoughts. I mean, that's where everything starts. That's where bit that's where bitterness starts. It's just a little seed. Oh, I don't like that person. Yeah. Oh, 
and you never questioned it. You just said, I don't like that person, you know? And so many things, yeah, not so many things. Every sin starts with a thought. Every action starts with a thought. Mm -hmm. And you're either going to have thoughts of edifying good things to the Lord, and you're going to do those things, or you're going to do those things for the flesh. And that that's that's where I'm at now of every day having I have to be in the word like that's just something I, I have to be in of because if I'm not in the word I'm not going to be fighting on the on the thought level like I'm not gonna lie because that, that's my own weakness that's human weakness if I'm not listening to the word reading the word praying to God I won't fight on the thought level so I have to tell myself yeah I know I need to read the Bible every day I have to do that I have to because that's for my edification that's for the renewing of my mind because Though I'm, I've been free from this for a good amount of time, I can fall right back into that. like And to have that humbleness to say, okay, wow, if I, if I just have a week of, of dwelling in my flesh, I will go right back to doing that. And it's not to be scared. No, I'm not scared of that at all. It's a sober thing to recognize how weak we are as humans and to rely on the strength of Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's a freeing thing to say, yes, you know what, Lord? If it's not without you, I can't do it. If you're not in me, if you're not the one strengthening me, I cannot do it. And to come to that to say, wow, yeah, I I, I gave a sermon on this at Calvary one time of Peter, Pilate, Judas. And I said, talking about Judas, how we can kind of stub our nose at him and, and, and talk about what he did. And it's like, we're Judas's for free. We betray Jesus for nothing Mm -hmm. and we crucify him for nothing. And when we understand that Judas had this lifestyle of thought became an action, action became a deed, deed became death in his life. And he was counted among the apostles. So we have to understand that we are just weak and we need the strength of Christ in us. And it's just a humbling, sober thing. I'm not afraid. I don't say this in any fear saying, yeah, I could go back to that because I have the flesh in me. I think that's just a sober look at your own life to say, yeah, when you come, when you're saved, you get the uh, Holy Spirit. He dwells within you and you now have the power and freedom to live not in that addiction and not in that sin, but the flesh is still there. Flesh is never leaving till you die. Yeah. And to understand that, like that, that's to me, that's where I'm at now to just say, Lord, I can't do it. But when I renew my mind, when through his power of, of God breathe of his word and, and prayer, that's the thing that's the thing that is the thing that sustains me in my walk with him. That's what I have to do. You know, that's where I'm at right now. So. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, man. I, I, I know you, I know you uh, personally, and seeing all of that, I, I knew you grew a whole lot. But after hearing your story, man, just again, but from even from an even deeper point of view, I I see that growth in you, profound. It, it's it's literally it's, it's such a huge gap from where you used to be, and I want you to know that, man, that that God does have a call in your life. Uh. Thank you again for uh, coming to our podcast, man, and just sharing your story, letting us ask you some questions. Absolutely. Oh, thank Guys, you. Thank, thank you, you. Thank you. If you want to hear more of Andrew's stuff, go look up his podcast. Sheepy. Yeah. 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 Sheepy. Sheepy. <laughs> Guys, go look it up. He's got some really great uh, content on there. Right now, you're going through Genesis. Am I correct? Yeah, Genesis, and then some slowly some podcasts coming out. Yeah. 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 So, guys. Go hit him up, uh, like, subscribe, share it with the friend, and uh, please leave some comments. We love those comments because we really want to. Absolutely, yeah, leave a comment. Leave a comment, and uh, we really just want to help uh, help y'all. You know, we help us so we can help y'all, right? Amen. And um, yeah, man, thank you so much. Thank you so uh, much for having me. It was a blessed time. Can you please pray us out? Pray us out. Amen. Absolutely, I would love yeah. to. Um, Yes, Lord, I, I thank you for this community of, of guys, Lord Trent and, and Bailey. This has just been nothing but a time of, of edification and blessing and just a wonderful time for you. I thank you that 
we're able to do this, that we're able to record these for you. And Lord, I pray that this just reaches the audience that it needs to reach. Lord, that it is uh, just used by you in a mighty way. Lord, we pray that um, you be with us the rest of our days. You be with the listener. That you bless and keep them, Lord. That again, this just um, that this tugs at their heartstrings, Lord. That this shows them to just grow in that relationship of God, because you love them so much and you love us so much that you died on the cross for us, Lord. You sent your only Son to die on the cross for us, and that we could all just remember that each and every day that your love for us is is better than life. And when we come into that just relationship, that our lives will be changed. And that is real when real change happens, Lord, to know your love and to know you deeper, Lord. So I pray everybody is left with that this day. And again, this reaches the audience that you want to reach it. I pray that all the things that weren't of you this day, Lord, I pray it falls away. It doesn't even resound. It, it, it falls away from anybody listening to this and all the things that were of you, Lord, just stick and permeate the heart of everybody listening to this. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen, brother. Like, man, I thank you. I bashed the crap out of my pinky the other day. Sorry, I didn't cuss, but I said that. <laughs> um, but, uh, We're going to bleep it out. Though. Yeah, we'll bleep it out. <laughs> 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 yeah, they... they <laughs> like...